Evans. Calm down. What the hell? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Moose and Squirrel, but we are married. This is our podcast within a podcast in which uh, we, John and Trish Brewer That's from, the, yeah? I'm half of those. You're half of those. Where John and Trish Brewer of the famous podcast up to and including death, watch the television series Supernatural together. Yeah, that's what we do, all right. Yeah, so I'm the one that's kind of the expert in it, and John is the one that is the novice, but we're becoming experts together. And I will say that this is a very special episode of Supernatural, uh, or at least of our podcast. What makes it so special? Because we're in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah, we are. The home of the McElroy Brothers. Oh. Right. I the, the podcast within a podcast thing is a direct reference to the Munch Squad from a Bim Bam. <laughs> None of that was real words. <laughs> yes, they're all real world real words. Today was great. We drove from uh, so we were just on vacation and seeing my family in Savannah, Georgia, and we just drove up today to Huntington, West Virginia, because tomorrow we're going to Point Pleasant and visiting. Mothman. Mothman Museum. The kids are all obsessed with it. We're probably going to have to watch the Mothman movies pretty soon. My brothers are obsessed with it growing up, too. But anyway, in any case, though, we're in Huntington, West Virginia, which was close enough to Point Pleasant for me to say, let's stay there. Now, did we think that the Days Inn had a pool that the kids would get to play in all night? We did. Does it have a pool? It has a pool. Is the pool open? No. Did we think that there'd be nice, clean rooms? Yeah, that was a given. Does it have nice clean rooms? It has rooms. It has rooms. They are dirty and gross. <laughs> Lady was mean to me when I came in. It's fine. Um, I mean, it's like it's probably hard when you your hotel is dirty and you have to deal with it all the time. But anyway, uh, so there there's that. But Huntington, West Virginia, we went to a place called the Beer House. And it was a beer garden, and we had a delicious dinner. It was. It was really quite good. It was quite good. I had tasty cocktails. Yeah, I had some good beers. And John had good beers. But this is not our main podcast. We don't have to do Brewers Brews. No, we're not talking about Uh, Brewers. But we did go to Jolly Pirate Donuts. We did. Which is a big deal. I hear they're really good. The kids all got donuts. Uh, I haven't tried mine yet. I'm going to have it at some point during this podcast. Uh, We also went to Sheets, and we bought things at Sheets. Also, another thing that did not register with I me. I tried to explain to the kids, and they're like, okay. But basically, Sheets, uh, Justin McElroy had like a little YouTube series that he did called Things I Bought at Sheets. Yeah. And so, we went to Sheets. We did. <laughs> and it just makes me so delightful and happy. Of course, I'm like looking with my eyes peeled everywhere we're going in case I can catch a sight of McElroy flesh. But I haven't have yet to see any. Yeah, to no avail. Yeah, so, but we are here at the Days Inn in Huntington, West Virginia, and we are here to talk about episode eight of Supernatural. Yeah, this is, I actually kind of remember this one. This one you remember for a very specific reason. Yes. This is episode eight, Bugs. This is the first episode that I think fans revile. Uh, I don't think it's that bad, <laughs> personally, but we'll watch it again. <laughs> Having, okay, you can try putting that on silent. Sorry. Is it on silent? It's on silent. Okay, but we're going to watch it again, and, and I'll see if I change my mind. I've seen it a few times. It does have Stuart. Yes, Stuart. Stuart. Wait, not Stuart. No. Uh, Stuart. You're Mad TV Stuart. Oh, Stuart. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has Stuart 
from Letterkenny. Letterkenny. Uh, and he, he actually has... Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson has actually multiple roles in Supernatural. And he'll be on... Uh, he'll be coming up later as well. But episode eight is Bugs. Written by Rachel Nave and Bill Coakley. Directed by Kim Manners, who's like directed before. And original air date was 1108-2005. So we're right. getting closer. We passed... Uh, we passed uh, Halloween time. We're, we're now in our Thanksgiving time. And it says, after a construction worker is killed by insects burrowing into his brain. This is not how it happens, but okay. Uh, the brothers investigate a town's history and find that a new housing development is being built on sacred Indian land with a curse attached. <gasps> Where did we just see this? <laughs> <laughs> like in every horror movie ever. But yes, we did see this recently in another horror movie that should be coming out soon. Yes. Yes, but or another episode rather that should be coming out soon. So this is the eighth episode. This is the second episode that kind of like we talked about last time the reliance upon certain tropes and how like the sacred Indian burial ground can be kind of problematic. It doesn't. I mean, some of them is less so than others, but like I think there's a difference the way with the Win- Windigo or Windigo. It was like this monster comes from this culture. But they weren't like, if we want to talk about appropriation or whatever. But the story of the ancient Indian ground that is cursed because of white man kind of thing, um, they only do it once to the best of my knowledge. So where the ground is cursed because of Native Americans specifically. I like when horror movies do that because I like the idea of Indians like getting revenge at some, in some way. Well, and it's usually like if you... Like, what, what am I thinking of? It, was it, it might even be something else, like, uh, something specific. But I think it's Poltergeist, where they actually, like, take the skulls. Hi, John. Hi, Trish. We were... <laughs> Do you ever call me Trish? Sometimes wife. Wife. That's better. I don't like it when you say Trish in a mean way. Why not? Say love of my life. (laughs) We were just very much interrupted uh, because we were in a hotel room (laughs) and we were being naughty and having our eldest teen watching the kids in the other hotel room so that we could record this podcast and so that we don't lose our minds. Yeah. However, that's led to little kids coming over every few minutes um, for various reasons and sending messages and things like that. And so for... Reasons that cannot be divulged, we did end up just watching a very inappropriate episode of yeah. South Park with our 14-year-old. Um, for those of you who know the Shake Weight episode... Yeah, that was the wrong that episode was the at the wrong time. Wrong episode at the wrong time for a kid that had to stay with us for about 20 minutes. So, <laughs> everything's fine now, and we're ready to watch uh, Bugs. And I, I think I was in the middle of talking about... Um, a movie in which the Native American bones were used as a skull, but I think I'm misremembering an episode of The Simpsons, which used the same thing. Is that like where they like use the skull as a uh, as a drink? I think no, it's The that, Simpsons. That was from like The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah and so but it might have been South Park. It might have been South Park. <laughs> um, you know, Simpsons did it. It's a good episode. Anyway, so <laughs> sorry, I got. This is going to be edited when I'm sober, I think. <laughs> so we're watching Bugs, and I think, uh, again, as I said, this one had some bad reception, and it's coming right after Hookman. And the thing is, like, the first few episodes, we had the pilot, Windigo, Dead in the Water, Phantom Traveler, 
Bloody Mary, and Skin, all of which were great episodes. And then The Hookman was the first episode for me that just wasn't as cohesive yeah. to me. Like, there's just something about it kind of clunkier. Now, Bugs is the one that people talk shit on, though. Well, there's another one about a racist truck as well. And we'll get to that as well. But let's talk about eight, episode eight of Bugs. And the best way to talk about it, John... Is to watch it. Is to watch it! So let's go. We had a death. Yeah, we're two minutes and 30 seconds in. Wow, the pause thing is like upside down. I think we're looking in a puddle. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're very close in. I just wanted to pause and say, okay, the guy fell in a hole in a subdivision that's being built... It's gonna. It's one of these McMansion divisions, and in 2005, this is like a prime spot right before the collapse of the economy. Yeah. <laughs> when people were building these subdivisions and then selling them, but then a lot of them would stay empty. So this is very prescient. Sure. So they're very prescient because you know these subdivisions kind of failed in a lot of places. This is in the random place in Oklahoma in Oasis Valley, and a fella just fell down a hole. And he did. And then a bunch of bugs came out, and some of them did go in his in his ears, but they kind of went all over. Yeah, he's kind of a bloody mess from bugs. He's a bloody mess. A bunch of bugs ate him. Oh no! Yeah, we're fifteen minutes in. We're fifteen minutes in, and there's been another death by bugs. Yeah. I really hate being wrong. Oh, I know. But apparently, those beetles did go into the guy's brain and like eat his brain. Yep. They did. But. The next lady didn't die by brain eating. Which guy? The next lady. Oh, the next lady. No. She died by falling in the shower after she saw a bunch of spiders and then getting eaten by spiders. Yeah, it's a horrible reaction to seeing spiders. Well, she started to run away. She screamed, there's a lot of spiders. And then she slipped and fell into the, I guess, non-tempered glass of the shower, which kind of goes to show that this is a shitty house that's being built. So they're in a subdivision that's being built up. Sam and Dean go to the open house, like, barbecue. Lots of gay jokes because it's like, oh, we accept all kinds here, even gay couples. And so it's like, ha, ha, of course I'd never do that. Be gay, bleh, gross. But, I mean, that's like 2005 humor. Um, And so certainly it's something that the fans get into because fans can be icky sometimes. Okay. It's called slash fiction. Okay, I just have zero interest in that. Yes, and so, um, but Sam and Dean are not lovers, they are brothers, and they are here to to find out what happened. Yeah, they're squatting in one of the houses now. Yeah, which, you know, that's mostly what they do is they squat. Yeah, well, besides pool hustling yep. and credit card fraud. Exactly. As they announced at the beginning of this episode. I think it was less clunky than the last episode. Yeah. Like, we already knew from the first episode about the credit card fraud, but Sam is the type to be a little, like, preachy all the time. So, like, of course he's going to keep bringing it up. Yep. Right? He's like, yeah, you're doing pool hustling. But they found a job, so they had to go to it, because that's their day job. The pool hustling is actually kind of legal. Yeah. More so than credit card fraud. Yeah. I mean, if the hustle only works if someone thinks they can take advantage of you. Yep. So, and so, like, you're hustling people that wanted to hustle you. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sam and Dean are in more arguments about their dad. 
Sam's complaining because Dean doesn't remember what it was like for him because he wanted to do soccer and Dad wanted him to do bow hunting. And Dean is trying to say that, oh, I would hate to have this cookie-cutter life and live in one of these houses, you know, and have three square meals and a wife and family. Except yeah. that's, like, totally what Dean wants. The think- lady death protests too much. No. He wants one-night stands and life on the road. He wants a family. I haven't seen any indication of that He yet. wants Sam. What? He wants the family together. He wants his daddy and his brother... And, oh. like, he doesn't think he wants, like, a relationship relationship, but you'll no. see. You're going to see, John. Okay. We'll see. Fine. Let's watch the episode. Hey, John. Yes. We found a skeleton. <laughs> a skeleton. A skeleton. Top of one. 22 minutes in. Weird. Oh, you're doing so well. Thanks. You're being such a... Oh, such a grump. So... Would you like to summarize what's happened? Um, well, Stuart took him out into the woods to show him the change in the bugs. Yeah. Mm, that's about it. Yeah, so Lady died, spider bites, Stuart took him in the woods, showed him bugs. And they found a, a skeleton, I don't know what that a is. A skeleton, a head. Oh, yes. And so they're about to do one of my favorite trips, which is go to the local university to get investigate and investigate stuff like that. They have just grave robbed. To the library. To the library with you. Do the research. It's probably fine. But in any case, yes, they've gone to the library. Everything's fine. Um, and we're going to continue. Okay. Zombie. Yes. We got ourselves an old-fashioned Native American curse. Yep. And we're 29 minutes in. We're 29 minutes in. The professor who, by the way, was a character who played a watcher in the TV series Highlander, which I was super into as a child and still am in my heart of hearts. One of these days we'll rewatch it together. But anyway, the professor... Uh, tells them about oh, there's a Yucca tribe around here that could tell you more about the valley because they got nothing to say about it because no one's ever lived in this it's all scrubland no one's lived there right yep. so then they go to the the reservation they I guess, they ask questions to people and they are sent towards this old man so I wonder what they asked like oh, did you get an old guy around here that could tell us secrets probably so they go and they ask questions of this old guy and he eventually tells them about this village being massacred by U.S. troops. Sam and Dean make awkward faces. And then the guy tells him about a curse. And the curse on the land now is that nature would rise up against white men living in the land. Yeah. Right. But of course, no white man wanted to live on the land because it was scrub land until someone decided to put a subdivision there. Yeah. And now all the white men people. All the white people want to live there. Yeah, and so it's a it's like a six-day curse. So on the evening of the sixth day, everybody dies. That's kind of the theory, the, the going theory of this area. It's over. It's all over, and you only slept through part of it. Oh, I didn't sleep. Now people are figuring out your secrets. Um, <laughs> well, uh, turns out there was a curse, and so Sam and Dean rushed back to try to help this white family that's left. Yep. And dad doesn't want to hear it. Sam, of course, is totally siding with the brother and has shared with Dean a bunch of the stuff about how, like, oh, dad was so mad. Most dads would be proud to get a full ride to Stanford. And and Dean was like, well, I remember you saying some choice words to dad too, bud. Yep. 
And he does want to say hi. And so it turns out everyone's fine. Time went really fast because they showed up around midnight. All the bees came to kill them. Yep. But were very ineffective, and everyone survived until sunrise <laughs> in an attic full of bees. Yeah. Just being covered by Dean's magic coat. It's magic. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have a blanket over them or anything. They just, like, survived. And yeah. it's it just was so many bees. It doesn't well, make any sense. Bees don't want to sting you because they will die as soon as they sting you. But those bees wanted to sting them because of all, you know, revenge. Yeah, but they're still... I don't know. When does uh, revenge start and when does uh, self-preservation take over? I can't help but mention that I, I just realized that the, the bed cover that's so disgustingly dirty next to us... Is upside it, down? It's upside down, so how freaking dirty must the right side up be? I don't know. I don't want to look. I don't want to look either. Um, I kind of don't want to get under these covers, but we have to in order to sleep. Um, but, okay. So, uh, Sam and Dean, they, this was a very... I don't know, I've seen, like, there's a lot of X-Files episodes just like this, too, where it's like, here's a random curse, and it's a Native American curse, and you go to the reservation and talk to the elder, and you yeah. find some stuff out. I don't know why all the hate for it. I mean, it's certainly not one of the best ones, but it's not bad. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad, either. Like, it's not, it's better than Hookman to me. It's I, just I, that yeah. it's bugs, and bugs are gross. It's better than Hookman, and Stuart's yeah. in it. Stuart's in it. Um, the book that I wanted to recommend is actually by Rebecca Roanhorse. Now, Bannerless by uh, Carrie Vaughn is amazing. But Rebecca Roanhorse's book, Trail of Lightning, it's a series, um, is very good. Native American writer and also people that are in it. Uh, future Apocalypse, excellent writing. Very nice. fun. Um, so just kind of to make up for that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, I don't get it because none of the, the, the only critique, criticism I would have is of kind of buying into that particular trope of going and talking to the elder, but everyone, everything else I've seen is just that bugs are gross. I'm fine with that trope. Yeah? It, it's only done really horribly wrong on Saved by the Bell. What? It's on Saved by the Bell? Oh, because he's Native American in it for some reason? Yes. But in real life, isn't he, like, Asian? Yeah, he's half Asian, half Dutch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Anyway, so, uh, so is he like half Native American or something? Uh, not half. Oh, way, okay. way back. But then there's an Indian headdress and some face paint, and it's just bad. Is that, that sounds pretty bad. I think that there's kind of distinctions of things, like, right, how they do things. And I would be very much interested in seeing, or maybe just reading, I'm sure it exists, like, representations of... Um, First Nations, Indigenous, you know, Native American peoples and Indians in, in popular culture in the U.S., right? Because one of the issues, I think, in, has traditionally been representation without a representation, right? So you have, like, Indians being talked about, but they're not portrayed by any Indians, yeah. right? They're white people in, in makeup or people that are from other races but that are, like, Native peoples. So I'd be interested to, to learn more about that. Now, next time on Moose and Squirrel But We're Married, we are going to be moving on to disc three. Whoa. We're moving Exciting. right along to episode nine, Home. This one were written by our boy Eric Kripke again. Okay. He's the creator of the show. Uh, and directed by Ken Girardi. And the original air date was 11-15-2005. Is, is her middle name Pause? Because I paused. 
<laughs> Rude. After 22 years, Sam and Dean return to their childhood home. Now another beautiful young mother lives there. And if Sam's nightmares are correct, she may be threatened by the same evil <gasps> that killed Mary Winchester. Uh-oh. I think that's pretty on the nose, actually. Okay. Um, there's a really fantastic uh, dish... or di- uh, I'm sorry. There's a really fantastic garbage disposal scene. Oh, I'm intrigued. And I think that uh, that I'm looking forward to that, too. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Uh, I don't think there's much else that I want to go through on this. I know it's going to be a very short episode. Bugs is not that bad. I think that's really the long and short of it. We both are way too tired to actually do more. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long uh, long trip so far. Long trip. You know, it was a little pretty good drive. And then uh, but we'll be able to get home and back situated again. And I can just... You know, wash ourselves in Supernatural. Yeah, good thing it was the the traditionally weak episode for this, right? I know. I mean, you got some Sam and Dean drama. You've got bugs. I think that's the grossest thing about it. It really does remind me, and I think about it more. I swear I've seen, like, this exact X-Files episode, you know? It's very possible. You notice this, like, how the horrible scratches in the wall over there look like some kind of horrible monster has been in this room? Yep. That's great. That's really good. I I took a bunch of pictures of all the the messed up walls and the dirt and trash everywhere so that, like, if they try to charge us for things, it's there. Yeah. So, anyway, all right. Uh, Thank you very much. And you know what, John? There's the sign-off. Do you remember what it is? Husband picks the music. And wife does the research. Goodbye. Hi there. Welcome to The Secret Track by Trish. John's sleeping in the next room, so I thought I'd go ahead and tell you how you can contact us. Please email up to and including death at gmail.com. Hit us up on our socials, up to an ID at just about everywhere. That is two with the number two. And if you have a moment, it would be great if you could review us on iTunes or anywhere else. I'd also like to thank Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middles of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice, it's uh, copyrighted 2017, licensed under Creative Commons Attributions, share like license. And I'm going to go ahead and add the link to this to the show notes. Thank you, Stefan. And thank you, listeners. Goodbye.